All right, I guess here we go. This is going to be the inaugural episode of the new podcast, Black in the Swing of Things. First off, my name's Nathaniel Brown. I'm going to be one half of your host for this show. And right next to me is my lovely wife, Linnell. She's your co-host. Hey, hey baby. Hey, baby. Uh, so I guess first things first. Question is, with any podcast, why are we doing this? So for me, I'm a big podcast head. Um, I'm listening to podcasts all the time. Shout out to random people, Joe Rogan, the people that uh, actually got me to love podcasting. So we're talking people like the black guy who tips, podcasts that are no longer around, Twib, Blacking It Up. That's going to take some of y'all back, but yeah, that's some of my inspiration. But nonetheless, what we want to do is we want to talk to you kind of from our perspective. And we think that our perspective is a little bit interesting and different from a lot of people. Um, I guess first, what we're going to be talking about is being black swingers. Black swingers, what the hell? Do they do that? Yeah, they do that. Uh, so, black swingers. I don't know. I don't feel like I'm talking too much already. I want to get my wife on the microphone. Maybe talk a little bit about being a black swinger, what it is, what it means to you, how you feel about it. Well, the swinging community for a long time has been mostly Caucasian. And I think getting into swinging as an african-american um one takes courage it also takes having a little bit of a sense of self knowing who you are knowing what you like what you desire and having the openness to explore that um i know for me i got into swinging because i was a woman with a high sex drive i found myself attracted to a variety of people and I enjoyed the freedom of being able to be myself be honestly myself and not have the judgment or the stigma that's often associated with that in society um, we're socialized a lot to think that uh, we are only supposed to be with one person at a time we're supposed to only have sex with that one person you fall in love you get married and you're only with them for the rest of your life till death do us part and I agree with that to an extent I do believe that we love um, deeply love someone um, but we're physically attracted to a lot of people um, with that is one the wonderful thing we call swinging which is your ability to be able to explore your sexual self with others, whether you're inside or outside of a relationship. And so um, for a lot of African-Americans, that seems like, a, for lack of better term, white people thing. Um, and I do appreciate that um, 
swinging embraces all people, all tastes, all desires, um, pretty much all fetishes, anything that you are into swinging uh, gives you the arena to be able to explore that um, in the safety of a non-judgmental and a sex positive atmosphere okay so I guess I need to do some legwork on this <laughs> the thing about this is someone may be listening and they're saying yeah I get that I, I hear you you're coming from your own space but real talk who the fuck are you so we might as well tell you who the hell we are so my name is I actually give you my should I do government should we go swinging names let's go swinging names in the beginning <laughs> yeah I think we should <laughs> yeah so we do some um interesting work so as to not put too much out in the street I'll keep the governments on the low actually you already gave our governments in the beginning <laughs> okay so we have to go back and edit that part out <laughs> so we'll see how that works so I guess maybe if somebody found, if you found us and you found the introductory episode, I know exactly who the fuck they are. I'm going to Google the <laughs> shit out you. But uh, nonetheless, moving forward, we'll step away from the governments. Um, so who I am, I'll tell you a little bit about my background and why swinging appealed to me. So I am the son of a preacher. So I came up in the church five days a week 27 hours of the day <laughs> 27 out of hold on let me count that that don't make sense that's great for those of us who are bad at math yeah so um yeah i came up trying to follow all the steps okay go to school get good grades uh fear god go to church go to college find someone get married that's the right one have 2.3 kids the hell with the other point seven of a kid. Just have that out in the universe, you know. So I tried to live that life. I went, did all of it, graduated, went to school, got married, and I don't know, but I think trying to follow what everyone else told me was going to be what I wanted to do was one of the big mistakes that I made in life. So I did all that stuff, got married, bought a house, and... Ultimately, it failed miserably, so I was a victim of the big two in divorce. The big two in divorce, sex and money. Um, I'm a big saver, planner, that type of thing. And I have a very high sex drive. I think it might be a little weird had I been a swinger with a low sex drive. Eh? Yeah, the celibate swinger. We want to welcome you today. I don't, I don't think that's going to work out at all. <laughs> but nonetheless, uh, yeah, we had very differing sex drives. So towards the end, yeah, we ended up being very different people than we were when we got married. So I'll talk a little bit about our story. So let me give you names for us. You've heard these names before, but... I'm going to be your host, Energizer. You'll learn that story in a later podcast. 
and Bunny is my co-host and my star. So when you hear us referring to each other, Energize and Bunny moving forward, you know who we're talking about. So after getting divorced, uh, did what a lot of guys do. Went online, man, I can still do this to hell with her. She can eat a dick. Went online and I'm gonna give you guys a real story. I met my new wife on Craigslist. R.I.P. Craigslist, casual encounters. So, as many people think, oh, that's a horrible story, I sometimes joke with my wife about, you know, making up a lie and telling them about how we met in some place in a restaurant and caught eyes across the bar and just knew from that moment forward we were starstruck lovers that'll run through a field of flowers and I'll catch you around the waist and spin in a circle. And not quite. Yes. Nonetheless, I met her on Craigslist and when she first came over, she brought me a box, I want to say, of 300 Trojan condoms. Trojan, man. Shout out Trojan. Say, if you want to throw us a little bit of bread sometime in the future, you know, we're here for you. Yes, because I'm a slut, a sophisticated lady using Trojans. Yeah, so I guess what I do is I'm an analyst. I won't tell you necessarily where I work, but I am the guy with a spreadsheet and formulas. I'm doing plans. I'm doing that kind of thing. So part of my nature was to, you know, look and see what was available. So I reached out to someone on Craigslist, and that was my new wife here, Bunny. She brought the 300 condoms over. You know, if we're keeping it 100, we know what casual encounters are about. Casual encounters are about encountering each other casually uh you know typically with your penis <laughs> that is i want to i want that to be encounter something casually i don't want to you know be stuck there but hey i don't mind casually encountering that you know for half an hour to an hour and then casually carrying my ass back to the house realistically she came to my house though <laughs> so when she came over she kept it 100. I don't know if I sound like an old ass dude. Oh, dude, we don't say catch it, keep it 100 anymore. Hell are you, just say keep it real or sometimes don't keep it young or something. Nonetheless, she came over and she was like, hey, I enjoyed meeting you. You know, we had a real good time and everything. The reason why I brought you all these condoms is I got to let you know, if we end up dating and we're kicking it long term, I'm going to need some sex. And if you're not going to give it to me, I'm going to get it somewhere. Okay. All right. So that's what we're doing. All right. Well, let's go then. Shit. This is me. Uh, you can't see it, but I got my hands up in the air, my shoulders back, like my chest is out. Like, all right, let's do something. All right, baby. You can, you know, tell your side <laughs> how you were feeling when we met. Yeah, I had been in the lifestyle for a while um, when I met my husband. <laughs> And I just wanted him to know up front who I was because I believe in uh, being honest with people. I don't have time to be lying to you about who I am. So if I put it out there up front, then you know what you're getting yourself into. And I wanted him to know what he was getting himself into. He was meeting a woman who had a very high sex drive 
had a healthy sex life, enjoyed sex, liked sex, wanted sex, needed sex. And if he was not willing to give me what I needed when I needed it, I wanted him to know I was going to get what I needed when I needed it. So um, I just explained to him that I had been in the lifestyle for a while. Um, This is who I am. If he was good with it, that's wonderful. If he wasn't, he was a great guy. It was nice to meet him. Hope he enjoys the condoms because he would obviously not be using them with me. (laughs) And, you know, deuces. All right, baby. You said you'd been in the lifestyle for a while. Uh, I don't think the people know what a while is. So go ahead and uh, break down to them what a while is. Um, Well, to date, it's been probably about 27 years that I've been in the lifestyle. 27 years. 27. <laughs> there may be some people listening to this podcast right now. Well, damn, I'm not 27 now. She's been swinging longer than I've been out of my dad's ball sack. Okay. Oh, did he say ball sack? Okay, I guess that's that kind of podcast. I, I guess this is what we're doing. Yeah. That just happened. 18 plus people. <laughs> yeah, so if we're being honest, when we're talking about swinging, I'm the baby in this situation. For me, I have only been swinging as long as I've been with my wife, Bunny, and we're headed towards three years now. So, you know, you're the the OG swinger in this thing. Uh, Tell the people a little bit more about it. So, although sex is a part of swinging, Swinging is a lifestyle choice. So it's a sex-positive, open-minded lifestyle that you live. Uh, You do understand that we are attracted to multiple people. And some of those people are attached and some of those people are not attached. Also, those people have different sexual desires and fetishes. Um that you are open to explore because most of us don't know if we definitely don't like something if we've never tried it. Um, Throughout the years, I have tried several things that I never thought I would enjoy and have found out that I truly do enjoy those things, Um, which we will get into some of those uh, fetishes and kinks in a later podcast, but yeah, um, it's not just people getting together to have a big orgy, even though, um, I've had multiple orgies and those are a lot of fun too. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah, tried 25 people in one room. It's like a can of worms. Uh, anyway, uh, moving on. So, um, we do find that we, have common interests with people and and we make some of the best friends that we have ever had in this lifestyle because we can truly be ourselves. We have um, what we call our vanilla friends, which are friends who are not in the lifestyle. They have the traditional relationships, you know, uh, some of them are dating, some of them are married. Um, they don't have relations outside of their marriage and those are what we call our vanilla friends 
but those are also people who we are not free to be our true selves around. Um, there are certain aspects of our lives that we can't talk about when we are with those friends. And then we have our lifestyle friends who we can be completely open and honest with. We can talk about experiences we had at the club, experiences we've had at house parties, experiences that we um, have had at hotel takeovers. We can talk about things we desire to do, uh, different kinks we're looking at getting into, things like that. And that makes those relationships a lot closer because we are fully open with those friends. There's nothing we can't talk about and they understand who we are and they understand us. And I think that's probably why we do find ourselves probably spending more time with those friends than, um, than others. But again, um, even though sex is a wonderfully great part of swinging, it's, um, just learning how to be honest and open with yourself, having that communication, um, having the freedom to be able to um, explore the unlimited possibilities of your sexuality and your sexual self, whether that be um, with others or even by yourself, and learning how to be vocal about that. So I think um, if you're going to get into this, you need to take time to know yourself and definitely clear yourself of some demons because that will um, definitely make your relationships within this lifestyle a lot healthier. Okay, and while we're on this, I know we started talking about who we become in our friendships, but I didn't want us to get too deep into it and not have you talk about your profession. You know, I said I'm an, I'm an analyst, uh, I'm a planner, like I'm actually professionally a planner. I do what's called workforce management. So I staff contact centers, I'm the cubicle Negro, you know, that's punching, typing, creating code figuring out staffing needs, return on investment, attrition rates, crap that it's going to be boring as hell for these 37 seconds you had to hear me talking about it. But that's who I am. So I wanted my wife to say who she is because I think what she does professionally has a relatively meaningful impact on the way that we swing and the way that we look at swinging. Yes. <laughs> I am a sex educator um, by trade. I um, educate people on safer sex practices in addition to um, STI prevention. Um, I do work in the HIV prevention uh, field uh, in my professional job and so with that, that is a part of the reason why when I met my husband I gave him a very big box of condoms is because I do believe in practicing safe sex. That is a huge part of how we play. And in swinging, sex is called play. So they're like, oh, thank you for telling us that. Because yeah. I was called on, she brought him 300 condoms. <laughs> what chick will bring a dude 300 condoms on the first date? One chick that was trying to tell him for a certain I'm a sure thing. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
and I'm a safe thing. Hey, it was nice. Safe, I can't complain. I'm still here. Yeah. And so um, one of the first things that I did teach my husband about the lifestyle is safety first. Um, if you're going to get into this lifestyle because you are considered a high risk, um, you're in a high risk sexual arena, you do want to be safe. You, we have seen over our span of time at Swinging as a Couple, a lot of people who come to this uh, swinging arena and throws caution to the wind and they are not trying to be safe. Um, we've had uh, people show up to the clubs with no condoms, no protection, um, expecting to have unprotected sex with people. Savages. And it just puts you at risk. And it's very hard to have longevity in this um, lifestyle if you are not going to be safe because there are things out there that can take your life from you. And as much fun as you're having, the last thing you want to do is um, have your health suffer because you chose to be a little bit riskier than um, you would normally be because you're in this um, lifestyle. Um, you have multiple opportunities available to you, but um, being safe with those opportunities is, is a huge responsibility that comes along with this lifestyle. And I would be remiss not to make sure that I, I really bring that point home because um, we have noticed people getting into this lifestyle, what we call newbies, getting into this lifestyle who um, start off being very unsafe and they put themselves at risk. And we have seen um, diseases spread throughout a group of friends because someone let someone outside of the group come in and they were unsafe with that person and then in turn uh, transferred some things to other members of the group. And you never want to have that conversation. You know, nobody wants to have to call a group of friends and say, you know that party we was at last week where you know, there was 19 of us on the bed having a good time? Well, uh, 18 of y'all going to get checked for SDI. <laughs> You know, nobody wants to have that conversation. So um, we always put safety first. And we will make sure that there are links on our, um, I guess, our podcast to different resources. If you need to get tested, if you need to get condoms, if you need to get barrier methods, things like that. And we'll also have our information available if you have questions about those various methods of protection because I would love to make sure that you have a hell of a great time but you're safe because safety is sexy yeah so you know while we were talking about why we get into this and why do we do this we sometimes end up talking with our vanilla friends so if we're talking with our swinger friends everybody has their own story about what made them want to get into swinging what got them a bit curious but, you know, when we're talking about honesty, okay, once again, I'm going to bring my statistician guy onto the mic. I was online and I was reading that in married relationships, roughly 70% of guys that were surveyed admitted to cheating and roughly 60% of women that were surveyed admitted to cheating. So we're talking about on the low end, 
65% of married people are having sex with other people. Okay, if that's the case, that means that most likely the vast majority of us have attractions to other people and even act on it. So that's going beyond just that 65 that has an attraction that they're acting on. That means that most likely there's a huge proportion of people that find other people attractive, sexy, want to have sex with, want to be physical with in some form or another. So I truly believe that the way that Bunny and I are living is the most honest way to do things. What we do is we're honest about when we find other people attractive. What I love is now that sometimes I'll see sexy women and I can call over to my wife, hey babe, you see her? Oh yeah, I saw that uh, two minutes ago. Uh, you must have been sleeping. <laughs> you know, we have a open and honest relationship. Uh, we actually have, you know, in terms of our contact information, we have our own personal cell phone numbers. But additionally, we have a cell phone number that we share that we give to our play partners. So in that fashion, you know, my wife knows who I'm playing with. I know who she's playing with. It gives us an additional layer of transparency and security about what the other one's doing. You know, I'm certain people have questions. Oh, how did you do it? How can you be secure with one another to allow each other to express themselves physically with someone else? I say at minimum, do it. if you want to do it, be honest with yourself, but you could start from a selfish place. You could say, man, that guy or that girl that I've been looking at looks so fine and so sexy. Man, I would love to, you know, talk to them and see where that situation could go. Imagine if you are honest with yourself about the way you feel and understand that if you feel that way, there's a possibility that your partner may feel that way. And if that's the case, and you're both able to be honest and open with one another, you could both act on those fantasies and those desires while maintaining a strong relationship at home. That for me was eye-opening and life-changing. It allowed me to be in a committed relationship but understand that all the desires that I felt didn't just have to be bottled up and suppressed and pushed down. Uh, yeah, it's uh, significant. Yeah, that's a significant change. I'll be honest, it's a much happier life than seeing the chick walk in with the fattest of asses. Like she was trying to hide two melons from somebody and you're standing next to your wife acting with everything in your soul and spirit that you didn't see all that. <laughs> it's much better this way around. I think it's also much better this way around because you know that your wife will walk up to her and charm her and wingman for you and probably open that door, get her number and set that up for you so oh yes uh guys i don't know if you know this or not but you think that your dude is the best wingman oh 
trust me, my wingman will kick your wingman's ass every day, 24-7, 365. Trust. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think we'll get into stories later, but there are some stories we're going to tell about me wingman and for my husband. Um, I think the first time I did it, he was so shocked. Uh, it took me about a week to pick his jaw up off the floor because he had never had that experience. He had never had his wife uh, get a woman's number so that he could later have sex with her. Um, but I recognize that there are other attractive women out there and that my husband will be attracted to them and he will desire to have sex with them. And that does not threaten my relationship with him. And that's one thing that, again, when we're talking about being transparent and honest, you have to be secure in your relationship if you're going to get into this lifestyle. Because if you don't trust your partner, it's going to be extremely challenging for you to successfully navigate swinging um, because there has to be strength in your relationship if you are going to um, have outside relationships with other people. Um, for instance, my husband and I uh, have made the decision to uh, have dates with people separately so he would set up a date with a lady and take her out and they go and do you know whatever activity they're going to do and then later on they they'll have sex um and at the same time he i can be out with someone and i'm on a date too so we could be out on a date on the same night but with separate people in separate places um, but I do know my husband's coming back home to me. I know my husband's heart is with me. I know his life is with me. And he knows the same. He knows that um, we are being honest with each other. We are being safe when we are with other people. Um, and we're being transparent. And I think that's a really important part of this lifestyle. If you're choosing to get into it or if you're curious about getting into it, you do need to have those discussions. You need to decide how you're going to navigate this lifestyle. We have couples that we know who don't um, swing outside of clubs or hotel parties or house parties. Um, and we say they swing together. So um, if they find another couple or a single person that they want to have sex with, both of them are usually in the same room. Both of them are usually um, in the same place. Um, my husband and I have decided that we're comfortable not being in the same place all the time. We do swing together as a couple. We do swap with other couples. We do swap with singles. Um, but we also um, have relationships with people. Um, and I hate... Actually, I'm not going to use the word relationship. We have sex with people separately. Um, and so there's a, a lot of different ways that you can navigate swinging and how you swing. But again, that's a conversation that 
you and your partner have and you decide what you feel is um, acceptable within your relationship. Um, and I don't know if you want to elaborate on that. Um, I'll go into it a little bit. So like we said before, a huge part of deciding as a couple because I realize that there may be single guys, single girls, there may be transgendered individuals that may be listening. But if we're talking to couples, a huge part of starting with swinging should be communication. Communication is and should be the bedrock, the background of everything that you do as a swinger or as a swinger couple. So when I'm saying communication, my wife and I have had conversations before we leave out where we establish what what are we comfortable with. Um, you know, we have already talked about protection, so that's paramount. Um, what level of intimacy are we comfortable with seeing our partner having? So I think in future episodes, we may go deeper into different terminology that comes around. So you'll hear us use words like soft swap, uh, full swap, soft swap, same room, soft swap. Well, you'll hear more full swap, same room, full swap, separate room, and terminology like that. So that's something that we'll cover a little bit more as we start digging deeper into being a swinger and I guess our specific our experiences that we've had as black swingers so I'm looking at the time on our podcast I think that we've covered a lot of what we really wanted to do in our introductory podcast we really wanted to say here's who we are Uh, I'm Energizer my wife is Bunny you know, we're black swingers. It's something that we love to do, and we try to do it in a safe and healthy way. Our plan is to put out these podcasts once a week. So today's Saturday. It's the 22nd of September. So our plan is to record these on every Saturday, and we may actually come in. If we go out and have a swinger experience that we want to talk about or we find that it's a topic that we're really interested in, and getting off of our chest and sharing with you guys, we may do it more often once a week. But our plan is to do roughly 30-minute podcasts where we cover different topics that tells you more about or allows us to share more about our feelings around being black and swinging. So some of the topics that we want to cover in the future is what are some of the rules around swinging? What are some of the swinging how-tos? What's the etiquette around swinging? Uh, yeah, you just don't run up into a swinger club and start grabbing asses. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> don't be that guy or that girl. Yeah, don't don't be that person. Um, we'll talk about where to swing. You know, I think my wife talked a little bit about house parties, clubs. We'll talk about the differences and the nuances that go along with it. Hotel takeovers. We'll talk about tools of the trade. Tools of the trade? Do I need tools now? Yeah, condoms are some of them. So we'll talk about male condoms, female condoms, cock rings. Oh, we didn't mention my wife actually uh, is in the adult sales industry. 
So she sells things like condoms, lube, so that gives us a little bit more insight into the tools of the trade of swinging. But we'll go deeper into that. Uh, we have something that we call go bags. We'll talk about what those are and what should be in yours. We're going to talk about the type of swapping. You know, we talked a little bit about that. We talk, uh, we'll talk about being a swinger and how swinging may fit under the polyamorous umbrella. And as we go along, we'll be introducing you guys to a lot of new terminology unicorns uh some of the signs and symbols some of the things that might let you know hmm, i'm squinting my eye and i think that might be another swinger couple <laughs> you know because we're not always in swinger environments you know you have to go back into the vanilla world so we only get so much of our time in our lovely swinger environment and with our swinger friends you know we love our vanilla friends a lot but being with swinger friends that allow us to be who we are it's a gift to us. But since we're over our 30 minute mark, I'm going to go with the sign off that we talk about. Here's our sign off so you'll get to hear this at the end of each episode. I'm going to let my wife know as always I love her. And then I will tell you to keep it safe. Keep it 100 with one another. And if you can't, fuck, fuck it. it. <laughs>